Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. You can find The Aside on Facebook and SoundCloud. Feel free to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and Android podcasting apps. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are talking with Alex Menglet, director of Chekhov at the House of Special Purpose, showing at La Mama. It appears on the 2019 Unit 4 VCE Theatre Studies playlist. This is part one of three of the interview. Raised in a Russian theatrical family, Alex studied at the Moscow State Institute of Drama and performed on various Moscow stages before immigrating to Australia. He has performed with most of the major theatre companies in Australia, including Malthouse, MTC, SDC, Belvoir Street Theatre Company, the Victorian State Opera and Queensland Theatre Company. In 2005, he won the Green Room Award for Best Supporting Actor in 12 Angry Men. Alex has directed various productions for Red Stitch Theatre Company. He has extensive film and TV credits in Australia, and Alex frequently works for the ABC Radio Drama and the Russian Language Program on SBS Radio as a director and translator. Without further ado, I bring you Alex Menglet on Chekhov at the House of Special Purpose. Hello, Alex. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, how are you? What was it like training in the USSR? I have to say that during the time, and we're, we're talking about last century, it sounds diabolical, but yes, it was last century. We're talking about 70s, so it was Soviet Union, it was Soviet era. Uh, it was not as historically as bloody and uh, as crazy as uh, the Stalin times. Uh, the Gulag system uh, was not as oppressive uh, as it has been in the history of that country. Country. Uh, so it was relatively mild times, uh, but um, ideologically, of course, there was Ministry of Culture, everything was censored, uh, a lot of Western plays uh, were prohibited for performance because uh, they were classified not sound uh, for the sort of Soviet audiences. Uh, Konstantin Stanislavsky, a Russian director who is, of course, very well known in the West, he was probably number one because he left that legacy, which in the West is referred to as Stanislavsky's system or method, uh, which in the nutshell is kind of teaches us actors how to not perform, but live the character, get inside the skin of the character and allow the blood of the character to run in your own veins. Uh, that has been explored greatly and very successfully by a lot of American actors, uh, including Hollywood stars such as uh, Robert De Niro, Jack Nicholson, Dustin Hoffman, be, uh, because they all attended at, at later uh, or earlier periods, uh, you know, schools by uh, Lee, uh, Lee Strasberg or Stella Adler, the American people who were influenced by uh, the work of Stanislav Stanislavski and uh, uh, maybe they've encountered real life characters from the Moscow Art Theatre because I think in the 20s Moscow Art Theatre went uh, for on tour to the United States of America and the revolution happened in Russia and a lot of actors stayed in the West. The most famous one would probably be Michael or Mikhail Chekhov 
who wrote few books on actress training and who was running a successful um, school, uh, drama school in, in, in uh, England, I think he was. And then he was in America, of course, and also worked as an actor in, in Hollywood as well. Anyway, so Stanislavski's system was the most um, important, was our Bible at the time for better or for worse. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, uh, our teachers, uh, due to what I've described earlier, certain ideological blinkers, if you will, uh, we, we brushed upon Meyerhold and his biodynamics. We brushed upon uh, Cantor, uh, Tairov, uh, uh, Peter Brook, but again, Stanislavski, and his work, that was our Bible. Can you tell us a little about the status, objectives, or motivations of some of the characters in the piece? For any good drama, uh, for any play which is well written, they, there has to be a conflict. That's why it's like sports, you know, when we look at uh, Australian rules football or American grid or ice hockey, there's one team versus the other team and you do whatever you can to win. The same thing happens on stage. You know, you have characters who try to achieve something and characters who try to prevent uh, that uh, from happening and achieve something completely different. Hence the conflict. The conflict drives action because acting what does it mean to act is to do something it's you know please sit down and you sit down and suddenly you feel that a, a sharp nail goes up your bum excuse me so you wouldn't continue sitting and maintaining a conversation you'll stand up you pull that nail out of your bum you would say hey what the hell's going on who put it there is it did you put it there you know and you so so you start to act here in this play uh the, the 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 conflict is very simple it's the revolution time in russia there are reds the bolsheviks so to say the people who are against the monarchy the people who are trying to build the new world uh whether it's good world or bad world that's different story and of course there are the whites uh the people who uh, want to maintain the 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 the, the, the regime as is in a very simple ter terms but the conflict is very clear it's very clear even like in the colors there is a very sharp contrast and conflict between red and white simply if we talk about the colors so the russian czar the russian imperial family has been captured by the bolsheviks and they are being kept prisoners uh, and of course there's a hierarchy because you know uh, the bolshevik hierarchy the military hierarchy uh, is very present there are people who are uh, on the top of the hierarchical uh, ladder and then underneath them but they are the reds they represent one side they're against uh, the the czar family they want them uh, dead they want them eliminated from the face and there are the whites which is a family 
the czar, the czarina, uh, the father and mother, their three, uh, sorry, their four daughters and their son. But the son we never see on stage, he's off stage. Uh, and their entourage, the doctor is there, the cook is there. So the conflict is, you know, because uh, the, the the people are so different. The Bolsheviks are poorly educated, uh, driven by desire of change. And, you know, the change can blind people. Sometimes you just get excited by, by the change. Yes, we're going to change this. We're going to change. But at how, what are you changing? At what cost are you changing? Whether the change gonna lead to some uh, prosperous and exciting future? Th these questions are sometimes muffled. You know, it's just the change. Yes, forward, it's exciting. So that energy versus the energy of a family, of the respect among the family members, uh, the desire to protect each other. Uh, well, you know, that's the best answer I can give you. <laughs> Who are the high status characters in the piece? Well, well, yes, but you see, the, the, again, the, the, the irony, and I suppose the clever setting of this play is that, yes, we are dealing with the royal family, but these people have been stripped by the Bolsheviks of their kind of ranks. They are prisoners, which, of course, is the lowest of the lowest. You know what I mean? Uh, but the internal inner dignity is very present in all the, the royal family because, uh, well, because that's the way they were raised because they, because they also, the people who believe in God and religion for them played an important part and religion was not that important for the Bolsheviks. Uh, um, but you see, the, 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 the one thing which I have to make uh, of paramount importance is that in the theater, I think, there is no room to explore historical accuracy. There is no room to explore um, ethnographical truths. What I'm trying to say is simple. If a person wants to see how did a Russian peasant look? Or how did a Russian uh, representative of uh, aristocratic family look? That person should not go to the theater. That person should go to a library. That person should go on the internet. Uh, there will be documentaries. There would be photographs of the times. There would be sophisticated examples of, uh, I don't know, beard styles and clothes of that period of time. Blah, blah, blah. When a person goes to the theater, he senses that 
inner vibrations of these people. He dives into the conflict between the people. So what was interesting for me as a director was not to tell the story, a historically accurate story. Well, these are the Bolsheviks, they are sort of evil people, uh, and these are the, the royal family, they are suffering people, and what's going on? Though, of course, it's based on true historic event. The Rush, the family of the Russian Tsar Yes, they were arrested. Yes, they were imprisoned in Yekaterinburg, in a small town in the Urals. Yes, they were barbarically executed in the basement of the house. Uh, they were shot. They were bayoneted. It was horrible. That's a historic event which we all know. Yes, it happened. But uh, that's not what we are. Uh, that's not what the show is all about. The show is about the strength of the human spirit because the the young, beautiful 20-year-old, 19-year-old, 18-year-old daughters, four beautiful girls, daughters of the royal family, they were there, they sort of sensed that they will be executed. But they were living full life. They were caring about their parents. They were trying to do a little uh, play, a one-act play uh, written by kind of Chekhov for themselves, just for their entertainment, to keep their spirits up. They were falling in love because one of the girls kind of falls in love with a young Bolshevik guard, you know. So life goes on. And the play is about... It's an ode, it's a tribute to human spirit, which like, you know, we, we see flowers growing up through asphalt, through cracks in the, in the concrete. That's what the play is all about. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Well, that's all from us at The Aside. Please keep listening to hear more from Alex Menglet in part two of the interview. There are a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to look through those and find one that piques your interest. If you'd like to contact us, please do not hesitate and find us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you, Eltham College, for letting us record here. Thank you, Aaron Sill, for providing the music. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And, of course, thank you for listening. <laughs>